Hey, welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. I'm back. Praise be to God. I'm not up to par, not doing all that well, but I'm here. And uh, I want to thank Judy for doing such a wonderful job the other night on our Sunday service. Got some letters. People really liked the way she <laughs> the way she did. Anyway, I want to welcome you back to Spiritual Awareness, Pastor Downport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry, and we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and we don't care who knows it. We serve him from both Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in downtown Fort Mojave, Arizona. We're broadcasting to over 23 different countries and provinces. So wherever you may be listening to the sound of my voice today, I welcome you. I welcome you in the name of our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the middle of a series. We're in part two called The Background of Easter. But before I get started, I had a letter um, that I need to answer up for someone. And if you'll bear with me, and maybe you can just pray along with me. Jesus, this person said, how do I how do I go to God? How do I go to God in my confession? How do I go? And, you know, don't I need a priest? Don't I have to have someone? In Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Jesus is Lord over my spirit, my soul, and my body. Jesus has been made into me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, the redemption. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Philippians 4, 13. I want to say that again. I'm speaking to you. You wrote to me. You reached out. Spiritually, you reached out. I can even tell that one. That's, that spiritually said, Pastor, I need you right now. It said, Jesus has made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not want my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I do not fret. I don't have anxiety. Uh, I'm not taking a lot of, uh, of, of, of medication, you know, to get me past, get me up in the morning and put me down at night. I don't have any anxiety over anything. I do not have a care in this world, according to the Bible, because Philippians 4 and 6 and 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, 7. I am the body of Christ. I'm talking about those that are sick right now. We are redeemed from the curse. Hallelujah. Because Jesus bore my sickness. He carried my diseases in his own body. And by his stripes, we are healed. I forbid any sickness or any disease to operate in my body. Every organ, every tissue of my body functions in perfect in perfection in which God created it to function. I honor my Lord, I honor my Savior, I honor my God, and I bring glory to Him in my body. Galatians 3 and 13. I have a mind. Are you listening to me, my brother, my sister? Are you listening? You have a mind of Christ. And hold those thoughts, those feelings, those purposes of his heart 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. I am a believer. Say it with me. I am a believer and not a doubter. I hold fast to my confession of faith. I decided to walk by faith and practice faith. Say it again. I decide to walk by faith and practice faith. Say it again. I decide to walk by faith and practice my faith. My faith comes by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. Jesus is the author and the developer of my faith. The love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit and his love abides in me richly. Believe what you're saying to yourself right now. I keep myself in the kingdom of light, in love and in the word, and the wicked one touches me not. I can tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I take my shield and my faith and quench his fiery darts. Greater, listen, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Say it with me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Father, be with us for this time of prayer, this time of, uh, uh, of, of getting into your word of knowledge and wisdom. And just help us, Lord God, just be up and, and going for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Somebody out there shout amen. Lord, it may be a recording, but somebody ought to be able to shout amen. Well, praise God. The background of Easter, part two. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 through 19. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15, verse 12 through 19. You can tell that I'm still hoarse. They got me uh, got me on a lot of stuff that it, it messes me up where I can't hardly breathe sometimes. But I'm here. They're telling me I cannot go to a higher altitude um, for quite a while yet, for a month at least. Verse 12, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching in vain, and your faith is also in vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if that's the case. If so be that, that the dead rise not, then he could have rose. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, and yet you are in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Those that died first in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all, men and women, most miserable. Now I paraphrase there. When we die, and we're going to. We do not cease to exist. I want you to grab hold of this tonight. I want you to hold on to the word of God. When we die, and we will, we do not cease to exist. The word death means separation of the body of flesh from the breath of life or the spirit. This study will lead to considering the afterlife. Is there life after death or not? This is the fundamental question beyond, 
behind all religion. Why be dedicated to any God if there is no afterlife? So I want to first review a little bit about the last one we did. Point one, Romans 5.12, Wherefore by, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death for all have sinned. Death entered into the world because of sin of mankind. They were instructed not to eat of one tree, but they sinned. They did anyway. They didn't believe God. Point two, Romans, book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Say it with me. The wages of sin is death. Listen, there is a penalty that one must pay for sin. Now that's the word of God, and God himself cannot change his mind. He can't change his, can't change his words. And God decreed in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, period, end of conversation. But then he added, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Meaning, meaning this, everyone is worthy of death, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And this means we need help. You say to me, you know, you don't know what it was. I, I, I mean, I, I got baptized. I got washed in the blood. I got filled with the Spirit. And then I, and then I backslid. Everyone is worthy of death, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, we need help. There are none righteous. Listen, there are none righteous. No, not even one. Point three, power over death. Say it with me. Power over death. Death is the greatest enemy of us to conquer. The greatest of all miracles. The first is the power over death. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death. Death, my friend, death will be destroyed by God, by the very hand of God. With death symbolizes repentance. Repentance means turning away from, dying to your sin, killing sin in your life. Easter initiated our ability to repent. I'm going to say it again. Easter. The day of resurrection, Easter, initiated our ability to repent. With a lifetime of sin on record, Jesus' burial gave us water baptism to wash away the sins in remission. You were washed clean, brand new. His resurrection provided for our access to the Holy Ghost, resurrecting us to a newness, a newness of life with power. The power of God. Therefore, we can see the importance of Easter. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and, re and was resurrected. Now, I'm going to change this around just a little bit. That power, his resurrection provided for your access to the Holy Ghost, resurrecting your, you to a newness of life with the power 
Therefore, you can see the importance of Easter, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who died for your sins and was resurrected, proving that he had power over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Are you listening today? Easter is approaching. Where will you spend it? At the local bar? A family party with drinking and carrying on? Or will you go to the house of the Lord and praise Jesus for the power of the resurrected body? This lesson is for reminding us and encouraging you and I of the importance of our decision to live for Almighty God. We can endure to the end, knowing we have the power to make it if we stay prayed through. But the world has turned religion into clubs, social affairs, businesses, superstitions, custom, ritualism, and traditions. People view it as something to dedicate only a small portion of their time and money and thoughts to. But God's people are, are, are fanatics now, and we want our whole life to be centered on God and on church. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he has the power over death, hell, and the grave. And I believe him, and I want that power in my life. Somebody raise your hands to heaven and shout amen today. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. You're praying for something out there. Do you know what you're praying for? Psalms 10 and 4, the wicked through the pride of their continents will not seek after God. God is not in all of their thoughts. They're seeking after self instead of after what God's will is. In Romans chapter 5, verse 12, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, death by sin, and no, and so death passed upon all mankind. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Passed upon all mankind. I'm paraphrasing. God provided his thoughts. Why? They want to sin and not, and not change? Well, I can go out and I can get drunk on Saturday night, go to church, make confession, and go back out Sunday morning and get drunk again. That's not God. If I told you about World War II battle, sacrifices of our soldiers and death and victory, people today cannot identify with it. It was too long ago and too far away. And yet we look at our country today. We look at a country that's being completely genocide. People with tie strings around the back, their hands tied behind their back and, and literally executed execution style. And we shake our head and say, we'll add another sanction. God is not pleased. In order to con contact the emotions and the feelings within, we must experience life for ourselves. And we, we just cannot imagine the explosions, the cries, the screams, the Holocaust, the fear, the greatness of the fear. Yet they did what had to be done anyway. And they're doing it again. In another country, the same way history is repeating itself. 
Glory to God. When will we wake up? In this generation, the sacrifice that those people made in World War II benefited you today, but you can't feel it or identify with it. Vietnam, Korea, the people who died there, Iran, the Gulf Wars, all the people that died there, you benefited from it, but you can't feel it. What about World War III? What about World War III? Are you too old? Are you saying to me you're too old to fight? Oh, I'm too full. I, I, I couldn't be like those people in Ukraine. I couldn't get out and fight. You can fight. You can hit your knees as every Christian should. You can go before the Heavenly Father and bring an end to this genocide. Adam and Eve were in the Paradise Garden with no problems, no troubles. They had no knowledge of good or evil because all they had was good. They had nothing to compare it to. They had no bad news, no fear, no newspaper, no radio, no social network. But that one tree was called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And this is how it worked. God would judge them and bring death into the world if they sinned, casting them out of the garden, causing them to age. After it happened, they possessed this knowledge. They knew what would happen, but they did it anyway. How can we turn our back on a race of people and do nothing? There's nothing for them to identify with the warning of God. It had to be pure obedience. God allows us to know and to understand some things in today's world, helping us to obey. Also, God keeps us in the dark about some things, asking for pure obedience. You say to me, Pastor, you don't know. My life is just a mess. Why is it a mess? Have you forgotten to go to God in obedience? Or have you been disobedient to God? The easy living, the great opportunities in our materialistic free nation was threatened by world war, but we can't feel it like we should. But we better start feeling it. How much more is Easter removed from us? Almost 2,000 years, actually 2,020, almost 23 years now. By faith, we accept the truth about what happened and its effect upon each and every one of us today. Easter was a time to fight the greatest battle in the history. But Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He went all the way for us. He went all the way for you. You take that next drink, you take that next uh, fix, you, you, you get high on meth, you let your family go hungry so that you can get high. Easter's a time for you to surrender it all. If you can't imagine the sacrifice and feel the things he felt, you can identify with one thing, the goal of death. Because if you're doing those things, death is upon you. You are a sinner. And those that are sin will die the death of a sinner. Yes, I'm preaching fire and brimstone. I'm preaching about death. Everyone wants to live today. Nobody wants to die. 
Jesus has power for you. He has power for me to escape the eternal death of judgment and make it to eternal life. In Acts chapter 16, verse 30, the keeper of the prison almost killed himself after Paul stopped him and asked this, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? You're saying the same thing to me, Pastor Davenport. How do I change my life? Through Jesus Christ. Pure obedience to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Look it up. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Live right. Change your ways. God gave you a gift, a wonderful gift of life. You know about death. Do you want to die or live forever in, in eternal life? The afterlife. I told you we were going to talk about it. People cannot see evidence to reassure them that there is a life after death. I get it all the time. Well, I don't believe it. That's what they tell me. I don't believe it. Well, don't believe it. Fire burns. Put your hand over the top of a burner. See if you don't get burnt. Electricity shocks you. The afterlife. If people cannot see evidence to reassure them that there is a life after death, they don't believe it. Their minds become so carnally focused on physical senses that they have to have proof and evidence before believing. We receive many helps before we know the truth by way of our personal experience with God. Therefore, we find it easy to believe hard things in his word. I remember a friend of mine telling me, I want to be backed to the point where I, when I came out of the baptismal, that's that point I want to feel, where I felt Jesus Christ surrounding me, holding me in his arms. That's what I want to feel. You can feel that again in Jesus' name. But we have to believe. We have to believe. This world has become so attached to sin, they don't want to give it up. And that God cannot help them until they want, it, they want out. He won't reveal secrets to anyone but the sincere. The sin in our lives gives us guilt and discomfort to want out, and God led us to salvation through Jesus Christ. God led you to salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. When you went down in that watery grave, and that water went over you just like dirt going over at the top of a grave, and you were resurrected, a brand new creation, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 14, verse 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Anica, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. What you need, then, is a Holy Ghost experience. One we can read his word and, and, and go, wow, that's amazing. What's amazing is when you change your life. What's amazing is when you say no to drugs. What's amazing is when you say no more booze. What's amazing is when you say, I have a life to live for God and family. Jews knew how to stone people, and Paul was not playing dead. God gave him a special trip to paradise, and he raised him from the dead to continue his work for God. The Lord wanted Paul to experience death, then write about it as a witness to help us believe in the Bible. There are examples in the Old Testament of people raised from the dead, but they died again later on. But notice these verses, plus the witnesses of two, 
of them left on earth without dying, there is an afterlife. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to, of glory. I will come to visions and re revelations of the Lord. Acts 14, 9. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch, who persuaded the people to having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. References are Daniel 12 and 2. Go there. Genesis 5, 24. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Life after death. Job 19, 26. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Hallelujah. Throw your hands to heaven and shout amen. Give God praise. Don't be afraid to do that. Give God praise and glory. In Daniel 12 and 2, and many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall awaken some to everlasting life and some shame and everlasting contempt. Life after death. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death that was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Can you say that? Can you say that you please God? Enoch never died. God took him. He translated him to heaven instantly. John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. For the hour is coming. Say it again. For the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of the life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. In Luke's chapter 20, 35 through 36, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain the world and the resurrection of the dead, neither married nor are given in marriage, neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are of the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Revelations chapter 5, verse 9. I hope you're keeping track of these. Glory to God. I'm getting short of breath, so I'm going to have to cut it short here in a minute. And they sung a new song. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and every tongue and every people and every nation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 51 through 53. Behold, listen to me. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, uh, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Say it with me. We shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and the mortal must put on immortality. No wonder God's people have nothing to fear. Yes, we will face fear, but he helps us to overcome it. That's what it is. It's God. It's God, and he's with you. He never left you. You just need to return to him. Now I want to speak to the unbelievers, the smirkers. When Paul stated in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Notice the strong emphasis on believing the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4, he defines the gospel. Write these down. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 4. He defines the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 5 through 8. He points out that many people saw Jesus resurrected. Over 500 evidence, proof, and witnesses. He talks about the proof and the evidence that over 500 people saw Jesus after he was resurrected. He could not be there, but God provided many witnesses to prove it happened. It's up to us. It's up to you. Do you believe? Are you tired of living the life you're living? I mean, seriously, are you tired of living the life you're living? Because if you live like hell, you'll go to hell. It's that simple. Then Paul addresses the unbelievers in verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is also in vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, you are set in your sins. Then they also which are asleep, those that are dead in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all mankind most miserable. If Jesus did not resurrect from the dead, there's no purpose in having churches or religion of any kind. Why bother? It was a lie. The reason false religions came about was for people to believe that something was watching over them and protecting them in this life, but also for an afterlife. When Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead, it was into a new, changed, glorified, supernatural, spiritual body. They could see the nail prints. They could see the holes in his hands and in his side. But when we resurrect, we will be changed completely into a new body because our body sinned. This old corruptible body was full of sin. So the plan of salvation, where does it come from? It comes from Peter answering thousands and thousands of people in Acts chapter 2, verse 36 to 37. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom he hath crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And the birth of the church, the birth of the church, first souls filled with the Holy Ghost, and Peter gives a new birth instruction. The plan came as a result of Easter. Easter is the focal point of the resurrection of new life. It is the point, <coughs> excuse me, upon all human history, balances <coughs> because Jesus came Jesus came and Jesus died was buried and then he conquered death hell and the grave no one else can do what he did no man no devil you go to Buddha Buddha's in his tomb you go to Muhammad he's in his tomb you go to Jesus tomb it's empty because he sits at the right hand of the Heavenly Father 
interceding on your behalf. Praise God. Give him glory today. <coughs> Forgive me. Only God could have done this. Only God could have done this. I'm trying to influence your minds to think differently whenever you hear the word Easter. I don't like that festival of Estes and all that stuff. So here's what I want you to think when you think Easter. Think power over death and not chocolate bunnies and eggs. Think deliverance from sin, not special plays and performances. Think eternal life, not just another long weekend. In our world today, we hear about death all the time. Identify it with Easter, power over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus provided a way out according to his Easter template, death, burial, and resurrection. This is it. This is the time. You've made that, you've made it over and over. And the next week, next week, next month, next year, you know, I'm going to get back to church. I'm going to do the things I need to do. I want that feeling back like I had when I knew Jesus Christ. It's now. It's today. It's Easter. Easter leads us to follow the example of Christ and reap the same rewards of resurrection from the dead and eternal life. Yes, my friend, there is a life after death. Job believed it. Paul experienced it. And John saw it in a vision written in the book of Revelations. Revelations 4. We accept the witness and the testimonies of those and personal experiences with Jesus to know it to be true. There is an afterlife, a judgment. But I have a way out. There are two paths, one for the lost souls of sin, leading to hell, fire, and damnation, and one for the saved souls according to the obedience of the Easter template, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Go to that template, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. If I came up to you on the first time we met and I blurted out, you are lost and you're going to hell. Jesus rose from the dead and bring you to salvation. You would be so offended and upset that my use of the truth would be non-effective. God wants us to be wise and talk about him, talk about his word, talk about his plan. The mercy and the love of God calls us out, every one of us, each and every one of us, calls us out of sin to enjoy a beautiful life with the Holy Ghost and a good church. We have a good church. It needs to be blessed. It needs to be prayed over. It needs to be taken care of. We need to become stewards of God's house again. He slowly teaches us about things that are difficult to understand. Gospel of Faith Church is not the Gospel of Faith Church food bank. It is Gospel of Faith Church. It is the house of Almighty God. It is a house of prayer and of healing. We need to understand that. Our relationship with Him is built on trust and on experience. I believe there is an afterlife and I can choose my own outcome through the love of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Now may the Lord bless you keep you 
make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless you.